Hearing Voices? Hearing Voices. You're listening to Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. This morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson, we visit with astronomer Darren Drake. Lots to talk about, Darren. Uh, I kind of want to begin where we started the last time we visited, and that is with this comet that has the strange name. Uh, it's new. It doesn't come around very often, does it? No. Um, thanks for having me. Uh, comet DTF is uh, pretty much... This is it's only time coming around. Maybe I've read also that it might come back in 50,000 years. So either way, it's basically our only chance to see it. And um, it's getting a lot of press these days, even though it's really not much of a comet. Um, it's been difficult to see from Chicagoland. We've been terribly cloudy through the last month or two. And finally, when it has cleared up, it's like zero degrees out. So only the brave get out. But I, I did manage to see it with my night vision device, which is cheating. For the most people, it's really tough to see. Binoculars, you can glimpse it in light-fluted skies, or a telescope would, would make a big difference if you know where to look. I plan on trying again tonight with one of my larger telescopes. Um, it won't be below zero, so that, that helps. And... Um, I'll see if it's green. Maybe next time you talk, I'll tell you if I saw any greenish tint to it. But, um, yeah, it's uh, also getting a lot of attention because it's not very often that a comet is near the north celestial pole and is up all night long. So that's what, that's where it is now. It's near the, the north pole star, so we barely see any movement throughout the night. And that's a, a big plus, and it's pretty rare. We saw it back last the comet Yakutake in about 1996 when it was really bright and near the North Star then, too. So if people want to make a run at this, they need to try to find a night where there are no clouds, where there is not much light pollution near where they are, and then they kind of look off the ladle or the handle the handle side of the Big Dipper. Is that right? Well, I can't give you specific information on that because it depends on exactly when we're talking about. It's moving very quickly. And we'll be, um, you know, night to night. Uh, it's best to look up on a, a planetarium program or app to show you where it is exactly for that time. I do think, uh, if I recall correctly, it will pass near Mars in a, uh, later this month in February, uh, somewhere towards the first half. I don't know the exact date, but it will be near Mars. He is astronomer Aaron Drake. He joins me this morning on Hearing Voices with Scott Watson. We're at WHTC.com. We're also on Apple, Google, Spotify, and anywhere that you access high-quality entertainment. So, uh, February, a short month, but there are some things that we should be on the lookout for. Are there not? Yeah, um, well, obviously the comet, and uh, there's no media showers to speak of this month. Uh, but the planets are always uh, of interest, and we're watching as Saturn in Aquarius is dipping into the evening twilight. It's more or less not really viewable. Jupiter still has a little bit of time left in the constellation Cetus. It's um, very bright and hard to miss if you look low in the southwest after dark. And then um, the primary um, planet... Uh, that is coming back into the scene is Venus. Venus is in Aquarius this month, largely in Aquarius, and it's uh, going to be an evening star, so to speak. It'll be up in the evening sky pretty much from now until about midsummer. So it's uh, one of those apparitions where it's, it's clearly seen for several months on end. 
And uh, so it really starts that time period uh, around February all the way through about uh, mid-July or so. So we'll be able to watch Venus. It's very bright. It doesn't twinkle like a star. You can't absolutely cannot miss it. Um, Mars is up in Taurus, and uh, some people may have seen it near the moon last night as it was actually occulted by southern viewers in the southern U.S., uh, but it missed uh, being occulted in here in Chicago land. But uh, it was interesting watching it approach uh, uh, Mars, as uh, the moon did. And um, so Mars is going to get uh, a little bit dimmer this month, and as Earth pulls away from it, it will be as bright as a moderately bright star, not as brilliant as it used to be a few months ago. And so... Uh, those are the main planets that we will be looking out for this month. And you and I were talking before we started taping as we wind up with astronomer Darren Drake this morning. Mars, when you look at it, without a telescope, without uh, binoculars or anything, it really does have that reddish, muddy look to it, doesn't it? Yeah. It's, um, as I mentioned before, it's uh, covered in iron oxide, which is rust. And so that gives it its orangish hue, and um, it is rather easy to see. And a lot of stars have colors, too, like um, uh, in Orion, for example, the most prominent constellation of all, and it is this month in February making its best appearance in the night sky. It's high up in the evening after sunset, and uh, it includes two of the most colorful stars. Rigel is rather blue. Uh, and at the lower right, and Betelgeuse at the upper left is somewhat orange or red in color. And you can kind of go back and forth and look and see that they're actually definitely, definitely a different tint as you go back and forth because uh, all stars have a different temperature. And when you look at cooler stars, such as Betelgeuse, it'll look slightly orange tinted. And the hotter stars, such as Rigel and uh, several others, uh, can look slightly bluish tinted. And, there you can see the contrast very nicely if you go back and forth between those two stars in Orion. He is astronomer Darren Drake. When he joins us next month, we will talk about the new mission to the moon. And it is likely by then that we will have some names of some astronauts. That's coming up next month. Darren, thanks for the visit this morning on Hearing Voices. All right. Thanks, guys.